Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, uh, hackers attack San Francisco's rail system. Rogue One comes out in a couple of weeks, and Uber is on trial. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Yes. 1996 marks the beginning of a new era. X to the Z. Functional member of the alcoholic family. Mr. Exhibit. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if it's all the song. Song is classic, man. Classic West Coast song, man. Only in the rap game. Paparazzi. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. Joined as always by uh, my man Achilles Shine. Yes, sir, man. Yeah, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Did you have a good holiday? Good, yeah, uh, man. Good time with the family. Yep. Get to regroup, realign, and you know, catch, you know, check in and see, you know, where everyone's at, man. It's just good to have a little break, man. What about yourself? You I, kept, I good agree. time? Yeah, a good time at a, a whirlwind, uh, multi-city uh, world tour. That's right. You were traveling a lot. Yeah, I did, I did world tour. tour. <laughs> I did Seattle and Arizona and Denver. And, uh, but, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm back. It was cool. It was, it was, it was a good one. Um yeah, uh, and, and Exhibit, man. I know we're done with that one, but I, I, I love Exhibit. Exhibit is the Pop- dope, man. Paparazzi. Slept on, man. Slept on in this new era, Slept man. Slept on. Got it's some heaters, man. Big, bad, the licks, man. Not even just Alcoholics, though. The, I mean, <laughs> yes. that was my group in the 90s, That was man. my group, too. Like, they, they, they could do that. They were the funniest. Yeah, they had bars. They had the beats. Bars, beats, and they were hilarious. Yeah. Like, super clever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The personality. Licks, personality. Licks were dope. Yeah. Uh, Exhibit was dope, uh, is, and uh, I think now the legacy for most, you know, kind of like Gen Ys and the Millennials is like him on a, you know, what's the, the uh, Pit My Ride. Yeah, he's on Empire now, too, though. Oh, is he? Yeah. I'll show you how much of my This season. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, not, I'm not caught up. Yeah. It's my company. That's, that's, that's my whole thing with Empire. <laughs> every, every, every episode is like, it's my company now. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Are you, is it still good? I don't really watch it as much. Okay. Um no, it's not still good. Okay. It's my company now. Yeah. Uh, it's corny. Right. <laughs> but it was always corny. It was always corny, but it was kind of it was corny in a good way. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, lots to talk about. We had kind of some time off last week and lots to talk about in the, in the, in the tech world. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, what's going on with Uber. Um, you know, Uber is con- trying to continue its worldwide domination. We've talked about Uber, you know, going into China <clears> and having <throat> trouble in China and really trying to assert itself in China. I mean, look, Uber is is ubiquitous in in uh, in the states now, and if they've won all kinds of battles in the been, world, it, yeah, in the states, but also in the world. But they've, yeah. they've won all kinds of all these battles. They they beat the battles in New York with the cab companies. Mm-hmm. They even conquered LA. The LA with the LAX. Yep. They even conquered Vegas. They yep. figured out Las Vegas now, yeah. which was I I, think, I I didn't think it was going to happen. But I didn't either. Out, they figured out a way to do that, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and the whole, made a deal with the hotels. And they yeah. got their, you get to get your cabs over here and your Ubers over here, and exactly. everybody's happy. Exactly. Um, but they're still having real problems in Europe, especially in France, and and uh, and some other folks. And I mean, it's real. It's real Super for real. those. It's real for those folks. Uh, you know, the, the, the cab companies out there. Like, I mean, it. it you know, pro, they've been protesting. Protests have turned violent in some cases. I mean, you know, people have have, have, uh, have uh, you know compared this to sort of colonialism. America's coming in and just you know forcing Europe to do what they want to do and. Uh, uh, so, but now, so now they're going to have their day in court and, and really see, uh, like, if, if, if this thing is going to fly. But what, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it is with any company that's expanding into other markets globally. They're going to have these type of issues, especially when they're um, companies that are innovating and doing things that aren't, you know, 
conventional or traditional, like you know, Uber, Uber-like, um, Tesla-like. You know, a lot of these innovating companies are known for you know breaking up the old regime. You know, and, and that is an uncomfortable process. And so the argument is always: is Uber a technology company or is it a transportation company? And that's what in each of the cases that you outline, even in the states, is what they've had to explore and define. Right. And U Uber obviously argues that it's a technology company, sure. um, but the, these old guys that want to keep kind of the old infrastructure in place argue that it's a transportation company, and in a way, it is it's making it you know um, very difficult for them to stay alive and float in this new technological world we live in. So I think that it's a great thing that Uber, you know, has figured out a way to to manage transportation way better and i think um they should be allowed to expand wherever they want that's my viewpoint you disagree uh i'm on the fence of this i'm kind of i do have some old school thinking on what's this? the last time you took a taxi <laughs> <laughs> get out of here don't even start with me don't even start with me <laughs> uh I, I in new york i i, I do i, I get out of here i can more than uh uh than uber in new york maybe but uh it's good okay okay uh, I mean, but I mean, we were there. That's how I was near cause with you. So, like, you know. But uh, okay, so I'm I'm of two minds. I I agree. Uh, I think it's very interesting. This is kind of the thing we've been talking about before on these technology companies find in, in who are in these other industries who want to hide behind being technology companies. We talk about this with Twitter and Facebook. Are they media companies or are they news organizations? Are they mm -hmm. technology companies? You know, uh, we talk about this with uh, uh, now Uber. Like, are they a technology company or are they are they a transportation company? I mm -hmm. think they're both, and I think they can't have it both ways. I think it's really how are they a transportation company? They don't own any cars. Yes. How, define it, define what a transportation okay. company no, you're, is. You're right, but it's it, but it's but it feels very loopholeish. It just feels what? very like their whole business is mm -hmm. is that's like saying you know well that's like saying that uh, you know. Apple's not a consumer electronics company. We just, you know, why they, they make they make consumer electronics. Right, okay. well, <laughs> All right, let me, but let me here's my argument. Here's, 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 and I, I just uh, there's I guess there's something besides. I feel like it's the feeling here is it's one thing if it's like the industry is changing and this is a group of companies like let's just say it's like Lyft mm -hmm. and uber and a bunch of us saying like hey we want to change sort of the way things are done yeah. that's one thing it's another thing to have one corporation mm -hmm. come in and, and, and change an ecosystem i mean i understand that's how it's done i guess that's kind of what france is railing against like we have a whole ecosystem of what we've been doing for mm -hmm. a year and then you are one american company one yeah. company an american company right. coming over here and be like yeah france we're gonna do it a different way france yeah. we're uber okay. that, that's, that's 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 a little annoying i, so I get mm. that I think there's a. I think there's just. It feels just like there's a better way to massage this and go about it. Like I feel like it just. Like what? Maybe there's a way to like like they did in New York. You involve the the, the, the cab companies in Vegas. There's a way to sort of involve them as opposed to coming in and being like, yeah, we're doing it this way now, France. Like I feel like that. You have a lot of old. Well, I don't think it's established unionized. You know, guys who have the, who their livelihood depends on this, and they don't know how they they don't know how to flip over to an Uber. It's not because an argument some, of because some like forty year old dude in, in San Francisco hey, decided he's coming over so to so, change. So someone that's forty plus that loses their job because they don't have the technological skills to to play in this in this new era shouldn't should, should has the difficulty of getting hired shouldn't yeah. be hired. I mean, this that's, what, same, that's the same argument or or saying or saying that um, because it's old and because it's the way things were done before that something can't be better to replace it. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, this, this, this is the argument that we have in this country about, like, you know, you know, uh, 
know, any kind of modernization and any kind yeah. of you know, all these factory jobs and coal jobs exactly. and those oil jobs that yeah. like can be replaced by high tech jobs and solar and green jobs. But people are like, I don't want to be a green. I'm, I'm a coal miner. I'm not a green. So I, I get that. Like it's up for the people to change. Right. However, I, I guess my argument is just I, I understand the resistance of another country. Like what if that was America? What if, what if some fr- French company came in and was like? Yeah, check this out. This is how we're gonna do things right now. We're, we're, you know, I don't think that matters to me. I'm not. I'm personally am not aligned by nationality as a, as right. it relates to the products and services that I use because it's an American company. Right. I'm gung ho. That's not me. Maybe that's for other people. That's not me. Yeah. So if there was another company that was coming out of the Congo and yeah. Africa or the Philippines that was able to create some some type of luxury for the me, best whatever. You're yeah, like, I'm, I'm with it. One hundred percent. Right. I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I, I think. I think what I'm saying is not, I'm not making the argument that this is wrong. I'm saying I understand France is, you know, how, how, how the French are responding to it. But, you know, we'll have a day in court. We'll see how it works out. Um, you know, it's Hey, just, man, I, I say the wall will fall down. Uber will be in France. Yeah. That's what I see. Come in March, come in the summer, Uber will be there. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible I mean, to prevent it. Those Frenchies, man, I don't know. They might, they, they, it's, it's violent. It's violent. But it's not just Frenchies, it's the whole EU. Yeah, you're right. It's all, all so. the EU. Uh, all right. So, um, uh, speaking of uh, you know some some, uh, some some companies doing some stuff taking over AT and T, um, a couple of AT and T stories. This first one is they uh, the headline is they've declared war on an open internet. You know, and I think that like we you know this whole net neutrality battle. There was this whole conversation about these these companies like AT and T and and others who uh, have the ability and Comcast who have the ability to control the level and the speed of the internet you get based on what services you're getting by them and that's like not that, that's they're, they're saying that we, we, we rule that that's not we can't do that that's not the way they do that you, you can't do that so everybody's happy that that passed however there's some loopholes <clears throat> in there like T-Mobile has been offering this whole unlimited streaming thing mm-hmm. you know like if, if you are using Spotify or so and so you get unlimited streaming which is kind of a loophole so AT&T is making the argument like oh, okay well we own a direct TV. Why can't we say if you get direct TV, we'll give you better internet? Like right. that, like that's the whole thing. And so that's kind of what they're saying. Or if you all have all AT and T products, or if you have AT and T phones, if you have AT and T things, like that, that could be problematic. Meaning, you know, you're you if you're not if you're using AT and T services and products and not using AT and T services, your whole thing could be jacked up. This is a way that they can they can they can dominate. What do you what do you think of this whole thing? Well I think it's it's definitely a slippery slope and it could be challenging um, because you know these tradi- traditional ISPs, internet service providers, are now acting like traditional cable companies, meaning that they have a portfolio of companies that they own that are creative companies that right. they create content. And so, because they own them now, they give favor to those companies versus the competitor who's owned by someone else may not have the same ability to connect with the consumer and also have the same speed to be able to get that information, that content over to that audience, to that consumer. And so that's where the problem is because, hey, I own this bunch and cadre of companies. Yeah, I'm going to push these forward. And, and yeah, I'll be able to build my audience by supporting these companies. But you other companies, good luck with that. Yeah. And that's the problem because, like, well, how come we don't get a fair shake of being, being able to speak to your consumer with yeah. the same amount of speed? Right. And that is a problem that I don't think – I think that this loophole – 
um, will definitely be extracted and they will not be able to enforce that. I think it's, it's too much of a slippery slope and I think it'll destroy It'll destroy. It, it destroys the the, uh, the protections that we have of net neutrality. Right. You know. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you a question. You answer like, how do you, how do you see it shaking out? Like, how do you how do you think this? Uh, the government's going to come in and regulate this. Yeah. Bottom line, well, I don't. I don't. Even in a, even in, in a Trump administration, where everything's like no, no government regulation. I mean, let corporations do everything. You know, that's a good point. You know, that's really a good point. And that's an unknown. Um, and, and I guess in, in, in theorizing what will happen, who knows? Like, it, it could go that way. It could go that way because of the extreme positioning that Trump and his administration probably will have. Like, who knows what will happen with the, you know, reg- regulations of certain things and just how the, how the country and world will be. You know, we're approaching a whole different era of existence. So right. who knows? However, I would assume, I would bet my money that there will be a lot of people that are vocal vocalizing against this because it, it's just a, a loophole that's going to make, you know, the rich richer. And, it's, and the people that are, the, the are going to suffer are the people that need information content because I'm not signed up to AT&T and I have someone else. I'm not be, I don't have the same affordability to be able to get the content that's going to inspire my dreams. Right. You know, like, so yeah. I mean, I, my, I, I, I can't wait for the announcement of like uh, the press conference. Uh, it's like uh, President Trump. I announce Trump Net. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not. I'm going to put a blind trust. My kids are running it. Uh, but Trump Net is the fastest. It's beautiful. It's the fastest internet ever. You are too much. <laughs> it's, but it's immig- terrific. Immigrants can't sign up. <laughs> it's only it's, yeah, Muslims can't. The sign box up. is a white box. Exactly. <laughs> like anyway. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I don't. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. I, I agree with you. I think it's. I think it's problematic as hell. So, uh, but problematic, but super smart though. Oh yeah, well, they, look, corporations are going to find the loophole. They're going to exactly. find a way to get your money, and, 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 and they get the advantage. That's what they're they're in the business of doing. They exactly. Make all these Wharton Business School grads and Harvard Business School yeah. grads to sit there and try to figure out how to do that. How can we exploit you this? Know, so yeah. you know, and, and and it's all about exploiting people who aren't as smart. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's just what this is about. Uh, speaking of which, uh, AT&T did do something I think is very smart. They finally un- unveiled the, the, what their answer to the cord-cutting wars are. You, mm-hmm. you have the, 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 the Amazon box, you have the Roku, you have the Google Chrome, you mm-hmm. have my favorite, the uh, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. But now... And the Fire Stick. Yeah, the Fire Stick. So now it's kind of like, where where do these cable boxes? I was having this conversation mm-hmm. Um, over the holidays with my family because everyone's asking me like ah Dish Network sucks and what do I do and how do I it's, it's all confusing so I was explaining to them how you can cut how you, how you can cut the cord as I've done yeah uh, but now AT and T Directv has their their version of that of course and I think it, it's a very smart thing to do and I, the question for me was basically just to be clear that they're offering their own digital service their own digital box where you can get you know, all your apps you can do a lot of the same things well, it's, Apple a, it's TV. a bundle it's a bundle it's a bundle it's a bundle yeah. The question I have same business is, model as cable is just now that you can do it through the app and you can do it right. through your mobile. Got it. Right. So, the, well, the question I have for you is, is, what does this mean for Apple TV and Google and and, uh, um, and Amazon? I, I think this is this is their dire attempt to compete with those guys because they're not really trying to they're not really trying to get cord cutters they're trying to get cord nevers right, right. people that have never signed up That's for right. a cable subscription and so this is their way to to thwart you know apple and amazon's ability to to kind of connect with the millenn- millennial audience right and i feel that it's a good move however good point. Good point. however i don't think that the offering um is that diverse you know i think that a lot of the content that that particular demographic is interested in i don't know if they're offering it you know right. i mean what what are they offering you know it's the basics the basic channels it's just yeah. on your phone yeah. you know 
So, I mean, but I, I still think it's a good move, it's a good strategy um, as a way to um, expand, um, I mean, their, their, their entrenchment with, you know, their traditional cable subscription model and now doing it this way with the app. Um, it's much cheaper, um, it's more efficient. Um, I think there's a lot of pluses to it in terms of them being a competitive, uh, taking a competitive stance against, you know, those that have already adopted that. I don't know. What, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I think it helps. I, it depends on, like, you know, I think the, the optimal way would be if they had, if, if DirecTV said they have, and I think it's kind of what they're doing, that's why I'm confused. Are they are they offering a, like an app that would go on your Apple TV that's like a Direct TV button that off that functions no. like Sling TV? From my understanding, it's its own standalone app right. that you find that you download probably through the Apple Store on your phone, and then you're able to ex- access you know the channeling, the programming, the content well, that can way. You download that app on your Apple TV, which is all app based now. Maybe, possibly. And I don't. I don't know that answer. That way. I don't know that answer. If that's the case, and that, 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 that I think that that's smart. I mean, you're paying, still paying thirty bucks or whatever, and you get right. all that stuff. Then, it, then it's more of a competitor to Sling TV. But why is that smart? Why is that smart? If if the whole point is for me to watch it on mobile, if I can already watch it on my TV, why do I need to download the app? I think that it's back to the core of everything. It's these people who are like, I'm not, I'm never going to get a box I'm because never- I watch it on my phone. Yeah, because you watch it on your phone or right. your computer, you're right. But, right. Else, but, but the people who are still wanting to enjoy their big TV and not have cable like me, I don't foresee myself ever getting another cable box ever again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really see a reason for it's it. Pointless. So, yeah. so like for me, but but of direct, but I do want maybe I want direct TV in, in their services. I like yeah. direct TV stuff. Maybe I want the audience network. Maybe yeah. I want you know uh, the, the NFL package. So if if direct TV says to me, hey, I'll give you an app for forty bucks a month, you get all of our shit. Yeah. And it didn't, then it becomes a competitor to Sling TV. It's a competitor. I mean, because, I mean, from what I've read, the price point, at least for HBO Cinemax, um, is 5 bucks, yeah. And to get those as standalones is 15 bucks. Right. You know, so already that's kind of like a huge money saver. Because they're able to so, take advantage of all of their, their bundles. Like, exactly. Like, 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 especially like the ones that are really cost you, like uh, the ESPN and, and the Disney yeah. Channel, which you don't know how much that stuff costs you until you a la carte it like I'm doing. Exactly. On your Sling, you know, on your Sling... Uh, Packages you can get every channel for for forty bucks, right? Except for those two, those those those, well, all all the Disney channels too. When you add the Disney channel and and, and it bumps it up to what another forty bucks. That's ridiculous. So forty bucks just for for the uh, the Disney bundle. Disney bundles (laughs) that includes that includes Freeform and Disney Channel and Disney XD and ESPN and ESPN two and all that other stuff. Basically, all of that is they're saying it's worth forty dollars, whereas. Everything else on cable, you know, yeah. TNT, History, Fox, that's worth Fox 40 News, bucks. that's 40 bucks. So it's like yeah. you can do the bundle where you get all the Disney stuff and your local channels, or you can get everything else and yeah. non-Disney stuff. If you want them both, it's $80. That's crazy. That's a re- but anyway, my point to that is that's a real, you know, this is, this is how uh, ESPN's gotten so fat. Yeah, you realize that. Like, well, they wow. don't fat off our ignorance. <laughs> yeah. When you realize how much you're paying you're for it, then you don't see the, you don't see the value of it. Like, why am I paying fifteen dollars for for channels I never ever watch? Exactly. You know? uh, and then, of course, now because they have to bundle with the Disney stuff, it becomes this big fat thing. You know? So I, I read actually this morning. Um, I mean, this is sort of kind of connected to this topic, but I read this morning that Netflix, starting today, Uh-oh. will allow you to watch any of their content offline. Which is huge. Oh. Yeah. You so t- you can download it now. 100%. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Cra- that's crazy, right? That is crazy. Yeah. Because, yeah, because that, that, that's a huge thing for, for all of us because cause Amazon's doing that already. Exactly. And so Amazon's doing that, which is great. So Netflix is, if they, if they, yeah, if they do that, 
That's a game. That's a game changer. That's a game changer. That, that is breaking news. Because because now I don't I don't need Wi-Fi. Yep. I don't need internet internet access. This, you know, I'm at the house. I want to yeah. watch this. I'm going on a trip. I'm good. Yeah, it's what's it's, it's how I operate. It's how my podcasts operate. Like, right, I just, you just download them on and you're I, yeah, good. I like what I want to watch. I download what I want to watch. I go on my trips. Yeah. And now I was I was you know coming off of a trip I just went on. I was thinking the same thing. Like God, there's so many. I wish I could be watching movies. Luke Cage. I mean, because that's that's what's going to eat up your you know your your data plan anyway. Yeah. The movies, not really the audio, the music, and, and the also, podcast. And also, I think that like you know, in a world where we're now at 256 gigs, you know, Apple's up at the 256. Like now we could do that. Like yeah. we, we both have one. We have the storage. Phones, you know? No, excuse me, excuse oh, me. Sorry. Speak, <laughs> speak, speak about your own phone. <laughs> speak about your own phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got 128. You got the 256. <laughs> I, I forgot you got a new phone. My bad. No, but like that. So that 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 allows me and allows us to be able to like download. Back in the days where you had like you're rocking 16 gigs or 32 gigs, that wasn't happening. Not happening. So I think that it's a smart move, and, and that's only going to get these are going to get better. Like yeah. you're only going to get like. Pretty soon we'll have a terabyte on our phone, yeah, and then we'll be able to just have all kinds of stuff yeah. in there. So that, that's 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 amazing. Well, I only brought that up because I mean I think that you know as as Amazon, Netflix, um, as they continue to innovate, it's going to make it harder for these guys. Yeah, I mean these guys are pay- playing catch up. You know, they're playing catch up <laughs> in AT and T, but what AT and T does have on their side is and that this is what the merger with DirecTV has. They have the power of the brand loyalty and they're already in your house. Yeah. They're in the homes of Brand loyalty? I don't know about that. That's pretty strong. Uh, Direct TV. I, I have no loyalty to my cable my cable I, company. I know, but people ride for Direct TV. People like, you know, there's businesses and and you know individuals that ride for Direct TV like like ah Direct TV. They ride for it or they ride for the content? I think they ride for the brand. That, that's news to me. That's that's a huge. Yeah, statement. you're right for the content. You're right for the content. Like, be, like, who cares? Well, think, as long as you get the content. But this is why Directv and AT and T are spending so much money on the audience network, which is not doing so hot. But like they're spending, they're, they're like they're trying, they're trying to be Netflix. They're like spending a ton of money on original content because their thing is they've got to bolster up reasons for you to stay with us. Yeah, We've because the of, brand is not strong. That's my right. point. You're right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, the, before Directv had a pretty strong brand and they had. The, the NFL ticket and they had some other stuff going was on. Was that before there was a Netflix? Well, a yeah. A streaming Netflix, rather? This is interesting. I want, I want, yeah, so, and so, but, you know, and, and AT&T has a really sort of diversified technology company and a telecommunications company who has hardware, who has towers mm-hmm. in the ground yeah. and who has cables underneath the ground. Yeah, in the ocean. And now, and now with DirecTV, he's got satellites in the sky. Yeah. They, they're, they're kind of in a power position because yeah. I'll be damned if all that shit's just going to go away. ATT's gonna figure out a way to to, to, to leverage all of this stuff that they've they've actually got billions of dollars in. It. They got you know they've got satellites and they got cell phone towers. They've got optic fiber optic cables running. Well, yeah, they have the distribution infrastructure, right. but who cares if you have content that I don't care about? Who cares? Right. You know. So they got to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and meanwhile, Google is laying their own pipe. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Google is laying their own cable, fiber hate, optic cable. <laughs> and so Google is very, very, very quietly building a gigantic fiber, like super fast network that I just feel like, man, I feel like one day Google's just going to push a button. And blip, we'll, blip, blip. I do, because like, they're like, this is, it's kind of quiet, but not really. Like what they're, all the stuff they're doing with the mail, and they got the phones, and then the yeah. Chrome, and then the Chromecast, and then the, the Alphabet, and then it's man. just, uh, I feel like there's a master room somewhere. You know, in, yeah, in, in, Google Assistant, all of it. All of it's like yeah. coming on. Yeah, they got that new uh, the, the, Google Assistant. Yeah, yeah. the, the, the uh, what do you call the uh, the Google Assistant? No, no, but the, the Alexa Killer is what I'm trying to oh, say. Okay, okay. The Alexa Killer and Google <laughs> I was Assistant. Like, I was like, bro, I said it. <laughs> you know, what's it called? 
like all this stuff. And then, and then meanwhile, they're like doing their fiber optic cable. I feel like when they're gonna push a button, it's just gonna be like Google. <laughs> and we're like, what happened? <laughs> so I don't know. GNT brought to you by Google. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. So they're really making moves. But anyway, uh, I, I do want to talk about folks at DraftKings. Thanksgiving week was a a fantastic week of football. A bunch bunch of things happened. We're in the home stretch. If you're playing. On your league, you're in the home stretch. You got one more week to go if you're in your traditional league. But what on but on DraftKings, you have a lot more time. Let's go because you can play every single week, brand new lineups every week. It doesn't matter what's going on. You don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. Um, plenty to be thankful for this Thanksgiving, which is passed. But you can move on through the holidays, all the way through the Super Bowl, and playing with DraftKings and share in over a hundred thousand dollars in total prizes this weekend. You do what you always do. Use the promo code GEEK for Geek Nerd Tech. What was that? GEEK for Geek Nerd Tech at DraftKings.com. Play for free now with your first free deposit. That's GEEK and play for free. Um, and, and sharing over $100,000 in total prizes this very weekend. Go to DraftKings.com now. That's DraftKings.com now. As always, eligibility restrictions apply. See the site for details. That's it. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about these uh, the, the, the Russian... There's a news that talks about. We've already talked about the whole fake news and 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 and, and how Facebook and Google, Facebook and Google, yeah. and how these guys have like pumped in so much fake news and how fake news will spread more than real stories yeah. and all these horrible things that we found out. But now it looks like the Russian propaganda folks are are helping spread the fake news during the election. Like this this whole Russia business is no joke, man. The Americans, it like <clears throat> what you know why. It's driving me crazy because it's like, wh- I don't know, man. Anyway, I just, I, I, you getting emotional, bro? No, it's, 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 it's really <laughs> upsetting to me because it, 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 it's it's scariest to why Russia is is so wants wants him to be president so bad. Like, why do they want him to be president so bad? You know, they probably want him to be president so bad because. They figure that he'll probably he'll probably uh, fall on his own sword, and falling on his own sword will diminish the value and power of America, which will in, <laughs> increase the value and power yeah, of Russia. Sure. So, I mean, obviously, you know, these, these have been two foes for generations, and you know, using you know the the powers that be now with technology. I mean, Russia has always used propaganda to be able to create and stir a, a certain type of consciousness. Um, to its people, to you know how and how how it outwardly expresses it to the world, and so now they're using the the means of of today, of you know technological era era to do that. And I, I mean, I can't I can't say that you know America's not doing the same thing. I can't say that. So in a way, it's kind of like a tug of war, sure, um, of using these type of strategies to 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 diminish each other. You know. Yeah, uh, I I agree. <laughs> I, I think it's a lot lot to do. This. I'm thinking about this, trying to see like what look at the sort of geopolitical landscape. It has a lot to do with all the, you know, his threats of, of pulling out of NATO and all these things that, like, because, you know, Russia is still trying to take over countries and still invading. And the only thing that's stopping them from invading and spreading their their, their Russianness all over the world is are these alliances we have and are these the thought of they're no going to di- bump against America. No different, no different than America. True, but 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 if Trump's already like, I don't care. If Russia goes into you know wherever. I don't care. If Russia go where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Do what they got to do. Then and, and America's not. We're not going to join in the rest of the world in stopping Russia. Mm-hmm. We're not going to join the rest of the world to do that. And then, then Putin's like, great. Yeah. Now I can just I, I can take over all of Europe and and Trump won't care as long as he's getting paid, and and I think that that's kind of what you know where, yeah. where it lies. But it's just it's just it's really uh, um, I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I think what's important about this story is that, you know, when you talk about it a lot on the show in terms of, you know, the information that come across your desk and that, you know, you consume, that you have to do your due diligence and, and fact check and, and, you know, don't just go off, you know, that one article that you saw or the headline that you saw or the tweet that you read, right. you know, kind of like do your own research and, and then, you know, kind of render your opinion from that, you know. Yep. And so I feel that a lot of people won't go through that process that workflow of how they consume information is literally they'll um, eat it and regurgitate it and spread it, send it, forward it, share it, and they don't really, you know, t- take a beat to like, hey, this, is this really like rooted in truth? And so I think they're playing on the ignorance of the people, and which is smart because that's what programming is. That's yeah. what propaganda is, you know. Uh, oh, well, speaking of which, uh, you know, Reddit also sees Reddit CEO has actually, you know, there's been a hot water and sort of talks about he regrets sort of. Uh, editing Trump supporters' posts, which sort of speaks to back to the whole fake news, and you know, and, and does, does Facebook do all this stuff? And Reddit is not exactly Facebook, exa- you know, it's not exactly right, you know. But uh, you know, like there was a lot of shit that he was getting that they were, they were getting. So when these Trump supporters would come in, they would secretly tr- you know, change their change their headlines and change their mentions into something that seemed like the opposite as a way to troll them back. I mean, Reddit has, has long been kind of a home for this sort of stuff and he's the CEO of this and it's kind of like <clears> what, what he's doing but again this is your wielding power that is uh, you know it, it, maybe you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing it I I don't know I, I I'm glad that he kind of came out and admitted this to a certain degree and he should not be doing this but what what, what role does Reddit play in all this do you think Reddit is Reddit a for is Reddit, is Reddit like a new is Reddit exempt from the the, the same stuff that uh, that, that we're holding um, no one's Facebook accounts. No one's accountable. Every to. company has social responsibility, has a degree of social responsibility. You can't just act um, autonomously and ignorantly. Like you have to have a sense of value and principle. And right. so I think this diminishes the company. Like your top executive, your leader, your commander in chief is engaging in um, behavior that is uh, not fair and fair journalistically fair you know just just as a human being you know right. like you you're it's, it's a form of uh, trickery you know and so like how can the 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 viewer or how can the member of that community even have faith and trust that what now they're reading and consuming on reddit is of of, of value because it could be you know diminished it could be another 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 trick being played on them right. and so I, I think that you know even though he apologized i still think it'll have some type of um, negative uh, consequence to the company, right? Um, I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I'm also on the fence on this one because I agree. Well, you said it best. I think I, you actually said it. All these companies have have social responsibility, so we can't hold Reddit to a different standard. But again, if ever there's a place of like the internet as a free place to do whatever you want to do and expression that's run by the people, it's not governance. It's Reddit. Yeah, so, that's that's the consumer. That's not the that's not the but the, but if the, the leader, CEA the, comes, the creator, CEO comes in. Like, I'm just I'm just a member of Reddit. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I guess that that you're you're, but, you're altering. But things. he yeah, he's not just saying I'm a member of Reddit and, I, and this is my opinion. He's changing stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, pla- it's, it's plagiarizing. You know. Well, yeah, but I, exactly. He can't play God in that because because if I'm posting stuff to Reddit and he's like changing my stuff, I'd be mad about it. Yeah, you know. So um, so yeah, that's just that's not good. Uh, I wanted to mention briefly that. Um, you know, we we know about the, uh, the 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 mannequin challenge, you know, which has been popularized and and, and done all and, and, and sort of went viral in every different ways. And before that, there was the ice bucket challenge, which was uh, which was a big thing. The uh, ALS group who who 
were a big benefactor and started the Ice Bucket Challenge. Uh, sort of were trying to get in on the on the mannequin on the, on the mannequin challenge and did, did a really cool sort of a viral video, um, basically talking about <clears throat> show, doing 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 their version of the mannequin challenge. Uh, it's pretty cool. I don't know much more to say about it, but I don't know. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great to have these challenges that you know bring a certain um, consciousness and awareness to the people, and yeah, to be able to kind of sink their teeth into that and propel it forward and in return propelling their agenda forward, which is educating people as to some of the conditions that a lot of people in this world face, I think is great. So. Right, I agree. Uh, now this is one that's is, is cool. Inst- uh, Facebook's jumping up on instant games uh, through through Facebook Messenger. Um, I don't use Facebook Messenger. I like playing games, but uh, this this is this is cool. I think it's just another way for them to you know, get us using Messenger and, and, and get us sharing and talking and advertise to us. But talk to me about why this is great. This is huge because of their user base, bro. Like, there's yeah. no there's no other company that has a user base as big as Facebook. I think their Messenger is almost a billion, if not more. Like, just the Messenger, people that use the Messenger. So to be able to have, you know, this add-on feature where you could play games, uh, compete, and actually chat at the same time, and the graphics look dope. Like there's there's, there's no uh, latency. There's no slowness to download stuff. Like they're using the HTML5, um, so it's, it's it's different from the App Store. We actually have to download the game. There's no add-ons yet, so right. I feel like you know they're obviously trying to go after the App Store. Yeah. Um, and yeah, very, very Facebook, so. you know, was killing games for a while. Um, I mean, one of the biggest games in the world was Facebook Candy Crush. Yeah. Um, so I mean, to be able to kind of like Take a few steps back and, and like okay, that farm bill, farm bill, exactly. Yeah. Take a few steps back. Let's redesign this. Let's make it better. Like that's a huge, that's a huge move. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You think about um, brands like Twitch. You know how big the esports movement is is yeah. uh, is is becoming, and just gaming industry. Period. To be able to have Facebook now, kind of like figuring figuring that out in a better innov- innovative way to be able to touch their users. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I can't can't disagree with you. One bit on that, I, I just, I, I, I just, it's hard for me to, to wrap my head around the usage of it because I, because I don't use it in that right. way. But we'll, but we'll see. Maybe I will. Well, maybe I will. I mean, but are you a big mobile gamer though? Eh. Yeah. I mean, period. Like, yeah. I mean, do I, you have a lot of games on. on I your do phone? have a lot of games. Oh. I do play a lot of games on my phone. But I think I play the games I play are very sort of. They're all puzzle. Almost, I'm, I'm, I'm a puzzle game guy, and I'm in and out. I'm kind of like I'll do puzzle, 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 and I'm out. Yeah. Um, I've got about six or seven that I play. I got about a hundred on my phone. I play like six or seven. Um, this is where the 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 space on my phone is is, is my enemy because I'm just like anything that's free and looks good. Or I get a deal on mm-hmm. the Apple Store. I just download it. Right. I never delete it. Right. So I need to, I need to go through and clean some shit out. But yeah, yeah I do. What about you? You you play mobile games? I mean, I used to. Um, I used to, you know, I, and I'm kind of like you. I like the more strategy puzzle type of games that, you know, kind of like free up my, my creative mind and doing something that's just like whatever. Yeah. I like doing that. But um, in terms of the more like uh, first player games or more of the fantasy strategy games like that, I, I don't really mess with them on the yeah, phone. So. I agree. Like, I, yeah, I'm not like, you know, uh, you know, the God of War or the or the what's the, the Schwarzenegger one? The, mm. um, was it Strike something? Yeah, uh, Strike whatever that yeah. Mobile Strike. Mobile Strike. Yeah. yeah, like that's just too. I'm not doing the whole like building stuff up and you know buying stuff and I can't, no thank you. I'm good <laughs> on all that. Not on my phone. That's just that's all too much. Uh, okay, uh, I'm really excited about this because Rogue One is quietly about to drop. Rogue One is quietly. Here. What you saying? Ah, well, I just feel like there's a lot of like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then, then like there's been a lot of other fanfare. Like, at least 
for me personally, I kind of like put it to the side because it's always you know the announcement was so far back, and it's like ah, we're like we got two years before Rogue One, and now it's here. Yeah, and so I'm I'm, I'm really now beginning to be excited about Let's it. Let's go! I'm excited about it too. I mean, I I know that you know ticket. Uh, sales have already skyrocketed, yeah. um, and and th- that Fandango actually crashed. Is what I read yeah. that um, the demand was so high that you know they couldn't even meet the demand on the site. So I mean, clearly the excitement is there like it was last year. Um, my question to you is: Do you think that this will be a better expression of of what we saw last year in terms of in terms of the movie and in terms of people coming out to see the movie? Uh, uh, the first part of the question is: I'm glad that they're doing this. I think the I think the mission statement and in, in them doing this, like I think when they first announced, like hey, we're doing, you know, three more Star Wars movies. But then not only that, we're doing a bunch of other properties in and around that, including some other standalone movies, mm-hmm. including some TV stuff and some video games. I think that 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 was looked at, at first looked at it looked upon as a little bit of a cynical, like oh they're just making Star Wars the Chewbacca movie. What are they gonna do now? The Ewok movie? Like there was kind of cynical that it's trying to cash it in on us. Yeah. But <clears throat> I think the the two they've announced so far that are in production, which is Rogue One and, and the new Han Solo movie. Yep. You know, I they, they, they seem it's, it, it's very they seem like like the idea of uh, you telling stories within the Star Wars universe, of course, which is kind of what they've been doing with uh, Clone Wars and other things. I think yeah. it's very exciting. This particular movie, um, as an opportunity to do a different type of Star Wars movie, like almost more of like a war yeah. kind of a, 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 a you know, dirty dozen, if you will, mm-hmm. or kind of like, like you know a heist slash war movie. I think that that is really cool. Yeah. You know, do with the Star Wars as a standalone uh, f- film to be able to fill in some of the blanks here. The problem that I'm having is is all the reports of. I love that Gareth. Um, it was a director. I love that he was doing. It was dark. The, some of the problems I'm having with, with it is is that apparently you know Disney kind of stepped in and said it was a little too dark, it's a little too much of a war movie. It's still Star Wars. Let's let, let's tone it down a bit. Let's, let, let's tone it. Let, no, let's tone it down a little bit. So I'm I'm interested to see what that looks like, if anything. And the second part of that is um, I don't like that they got nervous and cranked up the Star Wars. I'm reminding people this is Star Wars. They cranked up the the reveal that. Why they, don't you like that? Well, no, because I. I like, I, I don't want the, the big reveal that Vader is going to be in it. Oh. Let, let that be a surprise. You know, they, they, they cranked that. They spoiled that because people were getting. But, the, but people already know this is the the prequel to um, Episode Four, right? But 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 that's they already the thing. know that. Though. That's the thing. A lot of people know that, but a lot oh. of people don't. Really, most people don't know that. Aside from hmm. the me's, most people are kind of like. I don't get like I had this conversation over the weekend again. Like I don't understand what this is. Is this like after? Is this like part of? It? Is this what is this movie? Hmm. And so when you that's why you see them all the iconography now that posted with just all stormtroopers and the Death Star. Right. It makes your mind, oh, this is a Star Wars because you can't have these new characters. Of course. Like, what is that? Right. X Wing fighters. Okay. Right. Uh, and now this post with Vader. It's like okay, this is something doing that. So oh, I didn't feel that way. Well, I mean, I, you didn't because you're you're more clued up, and I certainly did because I know, I know we, we both know exactly what's going on. But I think that someone's the, the average public, person got you. They're like, what is this? And so they're really that where it says up there a Star Wars story. Look at the new posters. Mm-hmm. The Star Wars is three times that size now. <laughs> it is. They, they, they've redone it, so it's like Star Wars. Of, you know, so they're making sure that people understand that. So I'm saying all that to say, 
I wish they would have just left it alone. If mm. you're gonna tell a standalone story, tell a standalone story. Let it be its own thing. Let this opportunity to make it, make it R-rated, make it gritty. Do whatever. You got to get the franchise over here that you can do all the family stuff for. Right. So, uh, but that being said, um, I'm still excited about it. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, you know, CEO of uh, Lucasfilm, has said that there will not be a Rogue Two. Right. They're not gonna make their own movies, which I, which I'm, which in I'm fact, happy about. In fact, I, I read that some of the protagonists in this movie are gonna die. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, which which is yeah. fine, and and and, and, I, and I I think that that's that's great because again, this is about this is servicing the larger story. This exactly. is going back like how did they get the plans for the Death Stars? But, you know, based on kind of one line. For those of you who don't know, it's based pretty much on one throwaway line in Star Wars where he says, you know, um, our rebel our, our our secret rebel force has obtained the plans for the Death Star. Right. And that's that's kind so, of the line. Yeah. So and the positive is, how did they do it? Yeah, how did they yeah. do that? And who are who is the secret rebel force? What is that story? Yeah. And, and so. Uh, I love that you can go back and like and and, and mine Star Wars that's, and take one line. That's and it, dope. Yeah, I mean, it makes me want to do that. Let's do that. Like, let's watch something. Maybe we can Man, make let's something. make a yeah, make yeah. our own Star Wars. Yeah, so that, 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 <laughs> I mean, that's really cool. So the idea of it takes the cynicism out of the studio version of this because this is now already tracking as you as you mentioned to be a huge movie. So the cynicism of you know you know Marvel. I mean, the Marvel Corporation, not Marvel, but um, uh, Disney and everyone else is like, mm-hmm. oh, Rogue Two and Three, Rogue Five. You know, no. Like this was a standalone movie, we'll make a bunch of money and we'll go on and we'll create more stories. Yeah. So I like that. I like that too. Um, we'll see. Now, I think that they're they're so they're still leaving the door open for a TV show. No, okay. th- no, thank you. Keep it movies. Keep it movies. Yeah, they, they could be some rogue, you know, Netflix show t- oh. further telling the story of these yeah. characters. But you know, whatever. Uh, last but not least, um, uh, let's let's talk about the Walking Dead, a show that I'm not, I don't really watch. You never really watched. I never watched, but the but, rate, why? but the ratings. <laughs> I, I just you know, I just I just got I just fell behind on it honestly. Oh. In season two, I was thrown off by season two, and I understand it got good again. But when I start to think about catching up and binge watching. Binge watching. Like, there's other shows that I'd rather watch first. Well, it's just like six seasons of, of, of zombie killing does not sound like a, you know, well, it's it. a lot of zombie killing to binge. It but, is. you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. People tell me I'm wrong. I will check it out. I, but I would be on, on that side to tell you you're wrong. Okay, good. All right. Whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. Yeah. I'm trying to get there before it's at season 10. I got like right. 10 seasons. But I will say this that, uh, uh, the ratings right now. Are yeah. you, are you the, the the season? I've, I've are seen. You in? I've seen the first the, the opening, um, the first episode, um, but I have not seen any episode thereafter. Yeah. And I think that I haven't because it's not. It doesn't seem as good. Yeah. It seems like something's missing. Well, they talk about the how they're like they're, they're the fans of the comic book and everything. They talk about how they're taking way too much time and sort of building out this world. Yeah, they're stretching it out. You know, and it's like just build, you know, you build the world and keep it moving. They're trying so. to, they're trying to, yeah. I mean, they can tell this, they can tell this in one, in right. one season. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so, so. yeah, it's, I, it, it's, uh, I wonder. I mean, it, 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 it peaked in season six, you know, and now it's kind of the premiere was great. Premiere was dope, and then but since the premiere, there was a ridiculous like a one third drop off. Yeah, it went down, it went down to I think eleven million, and from up from seventeen million down to eleven million. Drop. It hasn't been this low since season three. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, and we'll see what what's what. Uh, but you know, eleven million is still a pretty high up number for right. uh, for a show. Yeah. So well, well, we'll see. Um, the last thing, I think that's it. That's that's it for us. Anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here? Man, have you heard the Bruno Mars album? Oh no, it is excellent. I'm man. sure it is. Whew. It's out. Yeah. 
Is yes. out out? Because yes. you can get some early from yes. you be taking out. trips to China. It's out. It is. It is okay. actually. If you like early nineties music, oh, it yeah. is dope. Oh well, I, look, I'm a huge I'm I'm a huge Bruno guy. It's just, you know, it's hard to, it's it's really difficult to be you know, it's it's Bruno Mars is a separate conversation, but it's one of those things when you really love someone and get into someone and then that phenomenon when they become massively huge and you're kinda like you know, so it's it's what's happening to the weekend right now too. Weekend it's, weekend's album is dope. I, I Ooh, know Starboy is dope. Yeah, but the thing is, like you know, you you hear something like uh, Party Monster, yeah. and you're like, this is the best song ever. And then you realize that it's everyone's no, you know, your grandma's yeah. like Party Monster, yeah. you know. And then and so, it so makes what? You, exactly. That, this is the thing I struggle with. It makes it feel like. You know, it, it diminishes. Did it diminish Michael when everyone loved him? No. All right then. Exactly. So, so Bruno Mars, yes, uh, um, and uh, Weekend, yes. Yeah, those, and, those are those are great albums. Um, you know, and I don't really, I don't really throw that out much. Okay, those well, are great albums. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, yeah. Still on Solange, still on Tribe. Um, yeah. Okay, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what great. else? What else is popping? Um, I don't know. TV wise, I don't. What are you watching right now? Oh God! I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching uh, Amazon. I'm watching Grand Tour. My Top Gear guys are back, so okay. I'm very excited about the Grand Tour. Nice. Um, their uh, the first episode was great. Second episode <laughs> was they're spending like three times the money that they spent on BBC, which is already insane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're doing their stuff. Um, seven episode was not as good, but still great. I'm watching. Uh, you know, Insecure. I'm watching Westworld, of okay. course. Like Westworld. Else. Quick takes. Go. Westworld. Go. Oh, uh, it, it's good. I feel like that. We on the internet and everyone else were kind of is kind are kind of ahead of the show. I think that we kind of had this stuff. Are you, are you caught up? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like without without giving it away, the big reveal that was revealed in this last episode, I feel like that I, I we kind of figured that out maybe four episodes ago, and the whole multiple timeline thing. I feel like that that was all figured out multiple times ago. So it sucks when we're that far ahead of the show, and, and then it gets to the point and they treat it like. Dun dun dun! It's like man, it's, we already knew. It's not suspenseful. It's yeah, it's like like okay, just don't make that. Just reveal it and keep it moving. So I really hope that. But I think I think I think we know what's happening. But I think it's providing context for the characters. Oh, absolutely. You know? I, I'm I'm definitely more interested in in in, in, in what's going to happen in season two right. than I am in, in season one. And I do appreciate the the Nolan esque you know multi layer story kind of going on. You know the Inception, the yeah. the uh, you know the kind of the, what the, the uh, 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 you know, it's an interstellar version of like layers, multiple timelines, and they all converge to end. What's the other one? Um, his first one, uh, backwards movie. Um, uh, uh, Guy Pierce. Mag- um, I have it. I, the anyway. one with the photo. Yeah, uh, Insomnia. No, no, Insomnia was his too. Oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite films. We're drawing blanks, so we're tripping. I think it's for the eye. We're tripping. Anyway, that one too. It's the, the Nolans are known for their storytelling and their like really elaborate, huh? Yeah. Memento, yeah. thank you, Jesus, thanks. Yeah, the, the, so the idea of like taking this big idea of a story and then laying it all out and then presenting it to us. So to do that with a TV show, which you're kind of doing with, with yeah. and they're it's pretty complicated. Multiple yeah. timelines: who's human, who's not human, what is human, what isn't human. The park versus the real world. Exactly. We've yet to see the real world. My complaints on this show. I'm going to get out of here. This is like, like a lot of people. I, I love Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. I just, people feel like they're in different shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Tessa Thompson's character is doing and what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love her. You know, I, you know that, I mean, I love her, but I just feel like she's just, the, the way she's playing that character and how, how brash and weird it is, it seems like it's a different show. The writer dude, the British writer guy, mm-hmm. he's 
he's definitely a different show. Like the bloody da, 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 da. like he's his his tone is way it's like a different show. Like those two mm. guys are existing in like a weird different tonally a different show than where Anthony Hopkins and these other folks are. Well, I think you need that. You need that kind of uh, expansion of, of diversity of character because I mean they have they hold their own unique place in the in the pantheon of characters. Okay. Like, so I, you, you need those colors, you know. I just feel like they're they're they're, they're doing something like heightened. Like, but you need that. You need okay. that to stretch it a bit, you know. Uh, you, you're saying that that diminishes the quality of it. Just, all? It makes me. It, it, it takes it's me jarring. Out. It takes me it's out. The British guy, especially. I mean, I'll just look at Tessa Thompson and see what she's doing. But like the British guy is really taking me out. It's it's the British guy. It's Tessa Thompson, and it's the the best, the crazy best friend, uh, the evil best uh, friend. The like, evil best friend is stupid. Like those three just take me out. They're they're, right. they're they're too much. Like I'm like every time I see them, they're like doing too much. It's like uh, taking me out. Yeah. But other than that, uh, I think Jeffrey Wright is just awesome on, on point, killing and it. Hopkins is doing his his best Hopkins stuff. He's killing it. Um, I think that uh, my girl, uh, what's her head, is killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dolores, Evan uh, Rachel Wood, yeah. and even my boy uh, Cyclops is killing it. Yeah. So. Um, James Marsden. So I feel like that he's going to be. I think he might be a contender. No, what's what's my man's name? The Wade. What's what's the big the, the big bad that we haven't seen yet? Oh, um, not Wade. We're just there. We're terrible anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's going to be him. That's my that's my prediction. Uh, uh, I, I just went on and on and on. We and we got to go. But what what you you're all in. No, I mean I like it. You know I I like the you know I'll make a brief too. I like just the the convergence of you know science fiction and, and reality, and especially where we are you know in reality with AI technology yeah. and just you know um, augmented reality, all that stuff. Like, yeah. And just how they're telling the story, I think it's just interesting. You know how they're um, infusing biology, technology, and, and fantasy all in the same type of type of place. You yeah. know, I, I just like the. I like the evolution of it, and just um, in terms of what we talk about on the show, like how how the the point of time when the artificial intelligence becomes smarter than the the creator, and that's what we're seeing in this yep. show, you know. And I I like to see how that's going to evolve in, in future seasons. And so yeah, that's why I like it. I like I, it more like conceptually it than than executionally. And Fanny Newton, don't forget about yeah, her. Fanny she's Newton. killing it. She's, she's killing it. Um, uh, thank you. We'll, we'll get out of here on that. But I'll have to ask you offline about Black Mirror. We'll see if you're watching that yet and get caught up on that. Uh, thank you guys for, for watching and listening. Um, we will check you next week. Where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. And where can they find you? Snapchat at uh, JK Braz, Twitter, Instagram at Joe K Braswell. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Darius expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.